This is another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. For people who are never in a bad mood, everyone else is just annoying. And I'm your host, Sydney. Let's dive into what's getting under our skin this week. Okay, what is up, friends? You are now tuned in for another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast, you guys. This is a podcast for those individuals that are constantly annoyed, but we realize it's not our fault that everything is annoying. It's on everybody else. And as always, I'm your host, Sydney, with the latest and greatest in the news of what has gotten on my nerves. Um, We back in this thing. Kendall was with me. So you guys get to hear our voices for today's episode. Hello. <laughs> Yes, if you haven't heard her voice in a while. Um, but yeah, we back. We, uh, last week's episode, we had our guest, Imani Wentz, um, came on and talked about the Nora Bookshop. That was really fun, chit-chatting, so forth. So this week's episode, it's going to be more like a little wild card, just throwing some things out there. I feel like I don't have anything to get off my chest, but I do want to get more into something that we've discussed before, but I do not know why I keep having all of these come to Jesus moments with people in terms of like reconciliation. Like I just keep having reconnections with people who have been in my life in the past. And it's very interesting because I'm not a person that is open to things like that, but I guess the universe is like, you should be. So let's get into it. Um, starting off with the very first segment, we have fed up. Or up, um, any new listeners, you guys, this is your time to learn more about us because you get to know about what gets under our skin. Uh, Kendall, what got on your nerves this week? What had you fed up or fucked up? Oh no, it's nothing I can really say on the podcast. Um, but I think honestly, I don't know. Like, not that I've been like chilling, I've been a bitch has been stressed, but it's like it's just like little things that are the stressors or is this like big stressors um I think they're they're honestly sometimes if some of it is like the repercussions what is it repercussions repercussions of my own actions so Mm. like it's like I'm not irritated with anybody else other than myself because I'm like now look what you did um but other like other things are just kind of like it is what it is. It's either out of my control or it's my, my own fault. So it's not like I'm like irritated with anybody other than myself right now. Got it. Got it. That's interesting. Interesting take. I want you to come out of that because I feel like that is such a weird spot to be in when you just like, damn, I need you to do better. I need you to do more. And you looking yeah. in the mirror and it's like, bitch, I am trying. <laughs> I know. It's literally like I'm taking it day by day, but also at the same to. time, kind of like, why are you being so stupid (laughs) but we as long as we have lived like people say we're young but when you think about being alive for like 23 24 25 years that's low-key a long time so Mm. I mean you can do what you want you can make a few fuck-ups you can be like oh my god shouldn't have done that learned um but (laughs) You know, it definitely happens. I feel like 
what had me fed up this week is just my own notion with resting. Um, I don't know. I'm the type of person who I, I feel like I'm naturally just a busybody and antsy person. Not even so much to the extent of being like, I just have to be out and about all the time, but I just feel like I could always be doing something even when I'm relaxing. So this past Saturday, I stayed in the house. Well, I stayed in the house for like most of the day, but even while I was in the house, I was trying to relax, but I'm like, damn, wash them clothes, go on vacuum, take that trash out. Come on. I'm like, <sighs> and Luckily, I feel like I got enough stuff done and I did get a chance to lay down. But even as I was laying down, I'm like, Sydney, you can do some stuff for the podcast. You can go wash your hair. You can do all of this stuff. And I'm just like, bro, maybe I just need like a maid. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Household chores are like a lot at times. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. There's so many moments where I'm like, there's only so many hours in a day. Right yes. now, like I'll look down at my phone, it'll be like three o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm like, well, it's pretty much done at this point. So just give it a rest. It was crazy. I feel like I've been going into the office like hybrid, like maybe twice a week, three times a week. But even when I'm at home, I'll be thinking like, oh, in between meetings, I can do little stuff. Yeah. But still, sometimes when you have days just filled with meetings, you're like, like you said, oh, shit, it's 330. It's five o'clock. It's six o'clock. You're like. I'm about to lay the fuck down. I don't know what y'all think I'm about to do, but I'm laying down. Um, But yeah, I think I'm definitely just trying to get more comfortable with resting and just sitting completely down. Um, We shall see though. The summer is ahead. And I feel like that's the only thing too. I love the summer. I try to get as much rest as possible in the winter. Um, Or that might just be like, seasonal depression but I don't feel like doing anything uh-huh. in the winter but in the summertime I'm always like let the sun is shining just a little bit like I was so hungover on Sunday yesterday and my friend was like I'm going to the park and I was like you know what maybe I need some sunshine the sun is shining and I just laid in the sun for like three hours still very hungover but I had a McDonald's Sprite so it brought me to life basically <laughs> I walked a lot yesterday, but my big thing has been trying to get myself to like get up and work out because in the reflection period that I am in right now, mm-hmm. I am not pleased with the way I look. So I'm like, oh, go do something. But then I'm like, um, where's the time? That's how it always goes. And then it's like, I spend a lot of time in bed, but it's also because I don't sleep very well during the week. So on the weekends, I'm like I can finally sleep in so I'm yeah like, why, why there because part of the thing that's going to help me take if I wanted to like really lose weight which I do mm-hmm. it's going to require it's going to require that like eight hours like that seven to eight hours of sleep is going to be a big part of it and if I'm not mm-hmm. getting that then it's it's not pointless but it's like I'm missing a key component in that yeah yeah so like let me regulate this sleep schedule and be a lot more strict with myself during it Bro, getting, I feel like recently as an adult, I've had to re-sleep train myself. Like, why does nobody talk about that? I don't remember this being a thing. Like, I used to be really good about going to bed at like 10 p.m. But now mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, it's 1.30. <laughs> 
why am I just up watching YouTube videos? I used to be really good at it at certain points. Like I'll go through phases where I'm really good at it. And then I'll go through phases where I'm not very good at it. And I right now I'm in this, like, I'm not good at it at all. I've been worse though. There's Maybe it's because you've moved too. Yeah. That's also another thing too. And like, like your body really has to get acclimated to your new environment. I don't care how nice it is, whatever. Like even sometimes when I go on vacation, I'm like, damn, this first night I did not sleep good. But then other two nights I'll be like, all right, I'm settled. Right. Like when my parents and I first moved to like the condo we did like a year ago, mm-hmm. almost over a year ago, those first couple of weeks were a little challenging in terms of sleep because I could hear them like mm-hmm. in the next room over. And I'm kind of like a heavy delight sleeper. It just really depends like where I'm at my sleep cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was it? What was I even talking about? Sleeping um, and regulating your sleep. Yes. And then there's a period where I was like going to bed at like eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, like hard eight o'clock, nine o'clock and getting up at like four, four Ooh. or five. And then I got like, I started using that time and like going to the gym and like walking over there by like six o'clock in the morning and then coming back and going to work. But that was when we were completely like remote. Mm-hmm. And then now with like going in, like I've tried to like do like the 5 a.m. and then get ready for work and like go, but it's a little bit more difficult. And mm-hmm. as much as I like the gym that I belong to, even the location of my new apartment, it's still mm-hmm. pretty far as much as it was with my other one. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to have to make the switch of gyms, which is going to break my heart. But the export is so much closer. The export by me is so much You got to do what you got to do. I know. I'm like, if it's going to make me motivated to go because one is 0.2 miles away versus 0.9. Yeah. I'm oh, going to yeah. do it. Okay. Yeah. But I like the location. I like the membership that I have because the location near me, there's two that are like kitty corners mm-hmm. to me. Like either one but one of them has a rooftop pool for the summertime I'm like I might be taking a dip I know I'm like should I do it should I not but I also don't go enough to justify that I'm screaming why me you got some decisions to make you have time I feel like you even getting to the point of making that decision you know you know your next step right I need to sleep train myself though right now being on the clock Making a podcast at 9.30 at night, too. We are not helping each other. We're not, but, you know, we do it the best that we can. I know. Anywho, you guys. Sleep training, and this is us. Yes, yes. We're going to get better, though. I promise. I mean, but you guys, moving on to the Make It Make Sense segment of the pod, I want to talk about re reconnections, reconciliations. I am screaming. What's going on? Okay. Your face looks the same. I think the angle you have it always looked like this. No, the way that <laughs> completely off topic. It's just the way that you came to the camera. You were like, oh my God. Now I'm like, why have I always looked like this? Please grow up. She but you guys, reconciliation. You know, people coming back into your life. Um, I feel like I mentioned this before, but I've recently made a reconnection with a friend of mine we were really close friends in high school uh some stuff happened and like we stopped talking for probably like five or six years like this has been very recent 
um, that we've connected and hung out and done some stuff together. And I mean, we've kind of gotten over the hump of being like awkward or them feeling like they have to apologize to me still, but I'm, but it's still kind of like, who would have thought? Like, I feel very much like that fucking Paul Rudd thing. Like, look at us. Look at us. Literally. We went to a concert together. We hung out. We went to the park together. Like we're best pals. Um, And it just got me thinking about other reconnections that I've had in my life. Um, Another person that has reentered my life was somebody that was a childhood friend of mine. Um, no bad blood there or anything of that nature. We just grew apart because we lived in very different areas of the city. Um, my mothers were really close friends. Um, so we kind of grew up together. But, you know, when you get to be like teenagers and so forth, you kind of have your own life. And then your parents, they doing different stuff. So it just fell off. And so recently we've been like hanging out, talking, that sort of thing. And then last but not least, a man. Oh, my God. That's frightening. I can't believe I'm saying this. Is this the one you've been tweeting about? Wait, who have I been tweeting about? I mean, okay, not to put myself out there. I tweet about a lot of men. I don't want them to feel special. (laughs) But still, even with that, like I've just noticed this resurgence of people from my past coming back into my life. And this is interesting for me because I am definitely a person who is literally like a nanny boo boo. You cannot talk to me anymore. Once, <laughs> once you fuck up or even, even if we fell off sometimes like with old friends that I have it's no bad blood, but I'm just like, I feel like we have nothing in common anymore. So why, why explore that? So I'm just curious about your own take and your own experience with reconnections and I guess we can get into why they get like a bad rep. Cause I feel like a lot of times second chances, like don't get a good rep. Um, my feelings on them are sometimes, I mean, I always give everybody the benefit of the doubt or like mm-hmm. the chance again. And I think I'm a lot more willing than I should be in terms of like letting people back in, mm-hmm. you know, like I think about it now, there's people that I definitely just either a grew apart from or like they did things mm-hmm. that I didn't necessarily agree with. Did I ever vocalize it to them? No. And I probably should, but who would like message me on Instagram, like reply to my stuff, like comment on my stuff. And I'm like, you know, we're not necessarily like in my mind, like on the front to like really be there, but yeah. I'll respond and things. But I also think about it again after. And I'm like, you know what? No. Like, <laughs> for example, I had a friend mm-hmm. and she was having a baby but her and I, like, we had worked together and mm-hmm. we were, she was technically my manager, but it never felt like that. But mm-hmm. we, like, had a friendship, whatever. And then um, when she was pregnant in that summer, like, we had gotten close. Mm-hmm. And I knew who her, like, baby daddy was as a person. Like, mm-hmm. he never really talked to me or anything like that. But, like, I also knew how his friends were too. Mm-hmm. And there was one day when I, like look at his Instagram because I was like oh I don't follow him I didn't even know he had one and I looked and neither of them are black and one of his friends was referring to their like baby as like little nigga and I was like what the fuck like when I saw that I was like what and I like contemplated my head back and forth like do I say something do I say something like how Mm -hmm. do I even explain this Mm -hmm. and I then I realized after like I saw that comment that like she had commented back being like 
ha 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 ha. It was only a matter of time before like, or I knew that was coming. Then I was like, why are you condoning this? Mm. If you and I are friends and all of the like social justice knowledge you were building up this whole summer, because this is 2020. A fraud. Talking about posting about like, but you would let your boyfriend's non-black friend who reposts a lot of Trump propaganda and other things that That's are not intense. right. And I'm like, so if you knew all of this uh-huh. and this person was saying this, then I remember her like calling me crying one day upset about like something her boyfriend's friends were saying, being like racist and ignorant. And then when I put two and two together, I was like, it's probably him. <laughs> and I was like, if you were so upset about that and you just spent all this time talking to me about things and like reading mm-hmm. and building your knowledge up and all these things. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you be like, eh, let's not say that. Or don't call my unborn child that. Yeah. She's not even black. Yeah. I mean. I had to like take a step back and like, I never told her why, like just out of nowhere, stopped responding, stopped answering, mm-hmm. like all of that. And I felt really bad because I did owe her that explanation, but I also like couldn't figure out the right way to say it. Probably because it made you so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And two, if you've already watched her, like not say shit it's like I, what would you even what, understand my feelings? yeah are you going to even understand where I'm coming from are you going to see the point that I have and I guess sometimes with people it's like is it even worth this can I just like walk away that's the alone? thing is that there's certain people where I'm like is it even worth the conversation like will you actually like understand what I'm saying so that was also my other thing is that I was like is it worth the conversation yeah and I mean but I feel like I'm definitely a person that can be like that, like just stop talking to people and kind of not so much leave them hanging, but just kind of like, well, it is what it is and go on about my business. But there have been instances where I have told people like exactly why, because I'd be so fed up. Like, you know what? You really not getting it. So I'm just gonna have to give it to you Mm -hmm. straight up. Um, But I don't know. It's still interesting when those people still try to come back into your life because I don't know, like with social media too, I feel like it makes it easier for people who you don't talk to on a daily basis to kind of keep up with you, sort of speak. Like not so much, hopefully nobody's stalking y'all or watching y'all like that, but still you kind of get an inkling of like what their life is like and so forth. So it's kind of like, I guess they're not completely detached. So like you said, they could easily respond to your story, send you a meme, tweet, that kind of thing. Yeah. And that's always the thing too, is that if you feel something about people Mm -hmm. or someone, like there are times where my friends, like I get tired of them and I'm sure they get tired of me, but like, because of social media, it's like, you would never really know because you can send things (laughs) back and forth. And I think yeah. the biggest indicator is like, oh, they haven't replied to my last three like Instagram posts I've sent them. Like, but that's the problem is like, we can't talk about it ever. Or there's people that <laughs> you're literally on the outs with who you think they should know better, but they'll still send you things. Yeah. And I guess it just, it comes to like what your preference is and what that situation is specifically. Um, Like I said before, the person who I reconnected with, like the one who I'm really talking about, the friendship, like I had cut off all contact. Like literally, that's why it's just so ironic because we have not spoken like in the last, I literally, I would say like five to six years. So 
for this person to be in my life now, like it's odd because I did not see this happening or coming. Like literally, if you would have asked me what this person was up to like two years ago, I'd have been like, who? Who are y'all talking about? Who? Who? I don't know where this, I don't know what this man doing. Um, but again, it's just very ironic. And even now I've noticed like when we have conversations, like we're very much talking in the present, but we'll talk about like stuff in the past, like at college um, and other things of that nature. But I'm like low key, since I've been out of your life for so long, I'm kind of like filling in the holes where I yeah. where I know which is kind of odd considering this is somebody who I was literally super duper duper close to and now we're getting back to that point of I feel like having a friendship it's not like we're best best of pals or anything of that nature but it's still like okay there is a there's progress being made essentially yeah, I think sometimes it changes too because you're remembering this person as they were and not who they're like currently are like mm-hmm. I had a best friend from like middle school up until like sophomore year of high school so like sixth grade up until 10th grade mm-hmm. and that's a long time to have like the same consistent like best friend do everything with you know everything mm-hmm. about each other our moms were best friends too and our moms talk actually more than we do now these days but we have like a falling out because she got a boyfriend mm-hmm and that boyfriend like took priority of like her life and Mm -hmm. it's actually probably the same exact fight that like we had in sixth grade that we weren't friends for a while about and it's more and I mean and you know what that's so funny that you said that with your you're like your old best friend talk about because this person it was with it the reason why we were no longer friends and essentially had a falling out was their previous partner which yeah. is interesting. Like, I feel like some fights and friendships repeat each other again. And part of me was like, okay, well, we were like 11 years old. Like it won't happen again. But then like when we're 15, 16 years old and it's happening again, you kind of have to like think about that. Mm-hmm. And I think the big thing for me was that our a fight had happened between our moms. Mm-hmm. And so that affected our friendship a lot too because our moms were so close so it was like like, well if she's not talking right it was her sweet 16 Mm -hmm. and she ended up not inviting me because of our mom's fight oh wow yeah and I was like that's kind of fucked up and like I was upset about it she Mm -hmm. didn't think I needed to be upset and then like because I was upset with her like took it out on me that I was upset with her and Girl, was, you wouldn't invite me to your party why are you mad at me right she was mad at me that I was mad at her and then like she always like made up all these like reasons that were bigger than what it was mm-hmm. that's the problem is somebody was always saying something and neither of us were saying something to each other if that makes sense there was always somebody yeah. else's conversation mm-hmm. and I would like look on Facebook and like her sisters and her mom were like posting like passive aggressive quotes like about me and they're like oh friends would never do this and like all that and I'm like excuse me like I didn't do anything other than yeah and especially why would you want to interfere with our relationship if you already know like what we have established especially outside of their relationship with you like you can think whatever of me but if me and her are friends we're friends at the end of the day and 
I was also like, as a parent, why are you getting involved in posting on Facebook? But either way, that's my two cents. And like, we didn't really talk after that mm-hmm. because I was kind of like, this is so stupid. Like, I'm not entertaining this. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't mess up my life in any way, shape or form. Like it sucked to lose a friend, but also we were going in two different like pathways. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't mess anything up really for me. And then junior year of high school, we were in the same English class and she got sat behind me. And I was like, this cannot be more awkward, like passively oh, wow. paper, passing papers back, like all of this. And so I like texted her and I was like, I know like we're not necessarily on the best terms right now. I don't hold any ill intentions or feelings, but like, because of the fact, like you sit behind me, like, let's just be civil. Yeah. Like she was fine with that. Like we were, we like caught up, we chatted, whatever. And then, um, senior year, like we were fine. We might've been senior year that she sat behind me in English. Mm -hmm. I think it was senior year. Either way, it doesn't matter. (laughs) No, it was junior year. It was junior year. But then, I like some stuff kept happening again and again where she was talking about me and I was just like this is a lot and then lo and behold my freshman year of college I found out she no sophomore year of college I found out she had transferred to where I was going to college and was dating somebody that was in my friend group and was dating a friend of my friend group so she would come over a shit ton and I would get so uncomfortable and I was kind of like, again, at that point, like, let's just be civil, like, blah, uh-huh. blah, blah. But it's so weird because like, we'll talk every here and there now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I still remember you as the person you were. And then I realized like, you're not that person at all. Yeah. And people do change you. Like you said, you have to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt with mm-hmm. that, but you also have to see for yourself because I'm the type of person I don't want you coming to me being like oh I changed I'm better I'm this I'm that like sounds to me like you lie <laughs> sounds like a lie um yeah. but I guess it's just those memories because you know yeah you, memories you still, are like the hardest part you still go back to like that feeling that was good about the person and you also go back to the bad feeling about the person like I still know they can go there or they can take me to that point of like never wanting to speak to them again yeah and then there's also people that will like leave your life and you don't miss them at all but you are super close to them yeah and that's so strange but I guess that's just like life in general like yeah but it's it's very telling I think because I had a friend too that like I was very close with for like a year, two years. Mm-hmm. And we like fell out a year ago and I was so confused, like where we stood for the longest, but like, I didn't feel the urge to like reconcile anything. Like, yeah, I thought about like sending a text, but it was more so like, it would be fine. But I also had no desire to like get back to where we were. And I feel like that's like very telling at that same point. Cause I'm not good at like letting people go, but I feel like if I didn't have a desire to like reconcile anything or talk to you again, like that's very telling. Yeah. Maybe it was just you being like, you know what? I have gotten everything I needed out of this connection. Mm-hmm. Completely moving on clean slate. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's just like that with some people. I don't know what, yeah what it is in terms of like your connection but some people you can just like 
oh, wow, I haven't talked to this person in forever. And it's like, but they haven't crossed your mind. Whereas some relationships you have with people, you don't talk to them for a while. And it's kind of like they cross your mind every now and then. Um, Now, I know it was interesting because, you know, one thing about me, I'm gonna try to get in my psychology bag, but (laughs) psychology today, oh, you know, they go tell you about yourself and your brain. But they were saying one of the biggest things that people like a big don't in terms of having reconnections with people is do not go into it with too many expectations. Like do not reach out with the thought in your head that this is going to be exactly how it was when you all first met or like get back to that same relationship that you once had because they're like, you know, you're coming back into this person's life at a different time period like you know their relationships might have shifted their priorities their interests they could have done like a complete 180 and you coming in and literally they've just cleaned house so you never know but one thing about me is I'm gonna have some expectations and I feel like though when you come in with old people like yes I get you changed but I still want to set some ground rules yeah things aren't always going to be the same they're not but I want them to be that's my expectation yeah I like even when this applies to like relationships like I've let the same people back Mm -hmm. a couple times well like one person in particular and it's like every single time I want it to be better than what it was and it starts off that way then it dwindles into the same shit Damn. damn right like that same person that I'm thinking of watched my Instagram story this uh-huh. weekend and I was like excuse me like where are you coming from because we had just unblocked each other so I was like hello but it's one of those things where it's like I'm not even gonna try again for this one because he's in a relationship now but two it's like I'm not even gonna try this again because I'm gonna still be asking for the same things again yeah and it's kind of like too I don't know it's so weird like I feel like at least in the terms of dating and romantic relationships, it's kind of like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to fucking explain this. Damn. Um, It's like you want them. If if they were to come back into your life, you still want to really see that visible change. Like you said, you don't want it to be this thing of like, oh my God. Why, why we, here we go again. Right. Why would I want to do that? Issues come up again, you're gonna feel stupid. And that's what oh, yeah. happens. For sure. And I feel like I'm definitely not a person to do back and forth with people that I've dated. I've only maybe had maybe two guys or something where I feel like it was like, oh, there's some initial interest being like kind of fell off. Then we kind of got back on, but it was never like any sort of like bad blood so to speak because a lot of times I don't know I just feel like at least it went romantic relationships you can really tell like this person really is not for me whatsoever friendships you can kind of visit out or whatever but relationships like romantic relationships you like hell no I'm not finished exactly I have this one person who keeps coming back again are you manifesting him back into your life because I doubt it because even the last time he came back, I had a, pretty much unfollowed him on everything. And I was like, hello? 
<laughs> like I still had his contact. So when he texted me, I was like, excuse me. And that's the thing is that he would like disappear and come back like very bold, come back like hot. He coming in like, hot. Yeah. And I'm like, where the fuck? Like <laughs> the last time he came back, last time he came back, he was like, okay, let's go on a date mm-hmm. to this place. And then when like the day came, it like, well, not the day came or like the week prior to, he like disappeared. Like, like out of nowhere, stop responding and goes to me. And then he comes back again out of nowhere. And then like, what was it, March? Yeah, because I was in my new apartment. He came back out of nowhere in March and was like, hey, like wanting to like hang out and stuff. And he was like, let's go to Benihana. And I was like, did you like, did you, you fall on your head? Do you not remember any of our past interactions? Transgressions. And did I <laughs> respond? Yes. Are we still talking? Yes. But is it going anywhere? Absolutely not. Like, if anything, what's, where it's going is raising my high blood pressure. Like, it's getting <laughs> on my nerve. And as I say this right now, one of my exes just messaged me, I miss you. <laughs> see see oh my gosh one of my like last oh my god but you know what though people literally literally i promise you with any sid it literally says i miss you hope you've been good reminder i still think you're beautiful as anything unprovoked unprovoked would a woman ever send that message i don't think so um maybe i would say a woman well a woman may send that message i can see like some lesbians doing that but that's yeah unprovoked i'm crying what the fuck i don't deserve this (laughs) kendall said no 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 no. i rebuke thee in the name of Satan. go back yeah we not spinning no blocks we're not spinning no blocks no i was in love with him we not spinning no blocks bro i'm gonna throw up that's how it happens that's exactly how it happens telling you now telling you now but still i don't know it's still it's it's like i guess it's, it's the time before summer spooky season i don't even live here oh like what the fuck is going on Mm. let me find out we spoke him up Ooh. oh i hope not i hope not Mm-mm-mm. i would rather eat a pair of jeans i ate some cactus when i went to arizona that was a good no <laughs> it tastes like a i don't know it tastes like a cucumber but not like a cucumber oh like a bitter slimy cucumber I figure I feel like that's what aloe would taste like. Oh uh, yes, yes, that's what very much gives you aloe vera, but with like a crunch, like a cucumber. But back to reconciliation. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you manifested something that I was. We not accidentally ready for. opened, but you know what? Like I said, I may have accidentally opened a portal because literally all these uh, old right. people the keep coming back into my life. Candidates. The podcast done does something. It opened Pandora's box because I don't fucking deserve this. I am screaming. That's just so funny that you really picked up your phone and you were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh my God, the messages before here were like, 
he had just come back from studying abroad and he goes i missed you while i was abroad because he like replied something sassy to my story and i was like you're already roasting me and you've been back for two days and he was like i missed you while i was abroad Ooh, spicy i would say like i don't know i don't think nothing is going on with the planets mercury is not retrograding so we can't blame mercury Kendall looks very concerned, I'm gonna guys. Go. <laughs> I'm going to all the time. Do I follow him again? <laughs> you mm. know, all that. I don't follow him. Ooh. Well, you know what? I feel like we have to keep everybody updated now. Now that we spilled the beans and just reply. opened like, up this portal. You, what you gonna say? You said you gonna reply. I'm gonna reply send a song really goofy mood send dmx that man is dead the song girl not the man (laughs) (laughs) not why would you say the not the man i can't believe this just happened send what these bitches want Like, what do you want from me? Literally, Tyree, what do you want from like literally send him that? What do you want? I need to know your intentions. I need to know your intentions up front with any that's boom. That's how we make it make sense. With any reconnection and reconciliation, I need to know what you have planned out for me up front and right away. If you want to be friends again, let me know. If you want to be back into my life and worship the ground I walk on and buy me flowers and take me on dates, let me know. But I will be the one that makes the decisions going forward if I want to continue said friendship or said relationship. And I feel like other people should do the same thing, you know, make some checks and balances. If this person has their white friends calling their babies niggas, don't hang out with them. (laughs) if you know that man coming back into your life and he was just like he ran your car through a wall he stole your mama credit card don't do it don't but you know that i don't know i'm just saying stuff can happen people go through a lot of stuff he had a baby maybe not maybe everybody who was listening to the podcast to reply with the craziest thing a man has done to you but you still took him back Oh, me and two, any women that have done anything crazy to you and you've taken them back. Or if you guys have any like stories about you reconnecting with somebody that that was just very out of the ballpark or just very different and unusual and just very just like impossible to even like think about, let us know. I love to hear about your reconnections because I want to make sense of why people are coming back into my life. Like, what does this mean? I am very much a what is the universe trying to tell me? And if it's trying to tell me I'm a dumb bitch, I need to know right away. Right away. You know? Right now. Like now. (laughs) What is the lesson? That's how I feel. I don't want nobody coming back into my life teaching me the same thing baby i'm gonna pick up i'm gonna pick up right away oh so moving on to the last segment ding 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 
we have you are drove so you guys if you are not a native of St. Louis, you might be like, what is this drove that you speak of? But basically, drove is just when you thought something was going to work out in your favor and it doesn't. But, you know, that that happens quite often. Um, Let me see. Where did the let me see if I can find this story, child. I saw a story. <laughs> I just saw a story about some stuff that didn't make any sense. So, you know, I had to come back to it. Oh, dang. I felt like I had this story pulled up on my computer, but it was like, <laughs> no, thank you. Did you watch Bridgerton yet? I did. Well, I, I mean, I can't find the story. We can talk about Bridgerton. We can do a little TV land segment. Oh, while you find the story. Huh? Or Google it. What you remember of the story it's too late I give up <laughs> <laughs> so we go you know moving on instead of doing a little you were drove we go do our little tv land segment because I mean we've talked about euphoria and other shows in the past that we've watched um Bridgerton season two was cute it no. was messier than season one but I was not as glued to Netflix as I was with season one like season one really had me on the edge of my seat I don't know why but season two it took me a little bit longer to get into it what about you I was I think they did this on purpose to like build on <laughs> I just got another message oh my god free free candy I said I said <laughs> I said, I said, I said, OMG, my heart. I said, miss you too. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes, he goes, can you read this? He goes, how much do you miss snuggling Ooh. and kissing me? Oh, uh, I need to be put down. What? Do we need to bring him on the show? Absolutely not. Anyway. They say a mini episode, but Bridgerton <laughs> season two. It was okay. So I knew the purpose was to build on the tension between like Kate and Anthony, mm-hmm. but it was too damn much. Like I shouldn't have to wait until like the last two episodes to finally get like. Yeah, they did wait a while. I feel like Daphne and the Duke, they was on each other hard. Episode two. Yup. <laughs> yup. Yep. They were, they were holding out on us this season. Yeah, they did. They did hold out, but the storyline and the plot, it was so much. Cause I didn't even know. I'm like, okay, is, um, is Edwina, she going to get like another. That was so bow? sad. I felt so bad for her. I but did too. End up with the prince? I feel like she's going to end up with the prince. And that makes sense because like, even though I feel like she fit into what um, Antony, what he mm-hmm. wanted, she wasn't as much of a challenge for him. Because I mean, even Daphne like said it perfectly. Like you need a woman that is just as hard headed and stubborn and get on everybody fucking nerves. Like, because that's mm-hmm. how you are as a person. You need somebody just as dramatic as you are. And, and like, I oh, feel no. like Ed- Edwina would have been very submissive. And she already yes. kind of was like, anything you want, my Lord, or how many kids you want, my Lord. Like, whereas Kate's going to be like, we popping out four and that's it. If that, 
I'm about to ride this horse. I'm about to shoot these guns. I'm a lady, but like I get down. And she's like, I'm going to live my life. I was going to be a governess. I'm going to live my life now. Yeah. I think it was fucked up though, that they didn't tell Edwina about their family secrets. Like that they was broke. I was like, damn, why she ain't know that? I feel like, would it even made a difference if she knew or not? Yeah, I feel like it would have prepared her because you think about it, like her grandparents, she finally meets them and they're doting oh. on her and they only don't know her because they're like, OK, you about to about to hit it big. You know, we getting our love. <laughs> we getting what we need back. We going to be at the balls. We going to be kicking it. You know, you doing a damn thing about to be. a uh, What was it? Uh, what the what? What was their position? I don't even know what their family's position is. They were but, just rich, like basically but still her family was like you know you're you're getting your position back in society since your mother technically married a clerk and right, but I thought she was just gonna get money like I thought the family was just gonna get money if she married well the family would get money but it was like they were getting their position back in society because since their mother married low it was like they had been outsed um, out, like casted out or whatever I don't know I don't know how none of that shit works but nonetheless it added a bit of drama um where was the duke this season i really he kept watching signed so off the show at the end of the first season and so they just bought off that little mixed baby all the time i'm disgusted and daphne like we wouldn't know i am disgusted i wanted to see what is his name reggie jean yes reggie. i wanted to see him but did we see him no um now mind you though the sisters were gorgeous i don't know the actresses that play kate and edwina but they were oh, gorgeous on ashley or whatever like beautiful like they are gorgeous i saw some of their um like promo stuff that they've done in like teen vogue and ale and all of their little shots and i'm like i need to see more of them like ASAP. Yeah. She Try did the one who plays Kate. She did a Vogue, what British Vogue, like what's in my bag mm-hmm. interview. And that's why I was like, oh, I need to watch Bridgerton because she was like everything. She's beautiful. And yeah, she she's dropping it. She was wearing Prada like off the runway fall 2022. And I was like, oh my God. I can see it. I feel it. I can see it. You know, the guy who plays uh Anthony, he's gay in real life. Yeah, he know he know he he knows way around a thing or two about a thing or two though. I'm screaming. I was watching and I was like, okay, sir. Please grow up. Now you know what though? I liked how they did um what's the one sister's name? Who was it? Eloise? Yes. That is Ms. a bad Eloise. Miss Eloise did not come to play with Miss Penelope. Eloise? But you know oh. what though? I wanted Eloise to sit her ass down because she knew she was going to get caught. Why are you going to that side of town being a little radical? Yeah, thinking nobody was going to see your ass. When she got caught, I don't understand what the big deal of that was. Was it just that she was hanging out with somebody of a different social class? I think it was a mix of hanging out with somebody of a different social class and then them being radicals in terms of them like talking shit about the hierarchy. Like they don't know shit. 
blah 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 they just have oh all well, this like wealth and so forth yeah it was like so much carriage. yeah it was like speaking down on it speaking down on the queen and I guess any of her policies and so forth but I mean Eloise was out there kicking it, it looked like a juke joint or something like she, she really had no business it's messed up though because I the books though like who Eloise ends up with like doesn't even make sense so that's why I'm like I need season three to come out because do you think she's going to be the focus for season three yes because season like the fourth book so what should be season four is like about Penelope so Mm, I'm scared of her I know I my girl was spiraling Penelope was spiraling this season she kept together last season I don't know how but this season she was spiraling and her mama is conniving and I love it Lady Featherington I loved that last scene with Lord Featherington and she was like get the fuck out period poo I loved that she was like you thought you was gonna get us caught up you thought I wonder how long she'd been plotting that for a while, she did not trust him. The minute he came in, I felt like she was being devious and planning her, planning to get over on him. I know. I was like, like I feel like I should rewatch. Like, can I retrace her steps? Could she I- knew. <laughs> she knew. And she was always, even though I felt like he kept trying to be like, oh, I'm super duper smart. She was always like 10 steps ahead of him. I want to know how like Colin figured it out. The Bridgertons are smart. Yeah. I didn't even realize like how much of a socialite they were, like how big of a deal that family was. They got money. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they have a, a substantial amount of money. When you think about all of those their pockets children. Hmm? I said when you think about all those children. Yeah. It's they run them. I wonder how they make money though, because like what do they do? Like Anthony was always balancing books and I was like, but what do you do? I don't know. I felt like people were just wealthy back then and you just kept your wealth because your family was already like aristocrats. So they just had all of these riches from travels and literature and other things like that. And that's just, and then too, I mean, they are, they kept, what do they call them? The dowries? Yeah. When the women marry the men and stuff and like their family pays out. So you kind of make money there too. So go ahead and get married. That's so nuts though. I'm like, why do you have to pay them? Like, why do you have to pay the man to marry your daughter? I mean, isn't that biblical in a sense? Like in the Bible? Like, okay, here my daughter, give me a donkey. Or am I tripping? Like that's not in any biblical stories. I thought it's the woman's family plays the man, pays the man. They do. Yeah. But they like, oh, well, wait. Yeah, because Maybe I said it wrong. <laughs> one of the Featherington sisters couldn't get married because they couldn't afford the dowry. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, how much did the Bridgertons pay? Let's see. Eat? I wonder, is that on the internet? I'm sure. How well, much? Anthony. Miss Edwina didn't have to pay Anthony a dowry. Anthony was like, there's no dowry. Okay. That man was giving it up for free. <laughs> so let me see dowries. Um, so I guess in India, they still have dowries. Cause I mean, 
in India, don't they still go by the caste system? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they said in India, a groom, well, okay, it's actually on the groom's family, but they said a groom's family spends on average about 5,000 rupees, which is $67 in real terms and gifts to the bride's family. Hmm, let me see. What was a dowry in the 1800s? An early payment of the daughter's inheritance. How much was it? How much were diaries in the 1800? Oh my God. That's actually a lot. They said a dowry back in the day given to today's money would be like $16,000. That's a substantial amount of money to give That's somebody. Nice. To give to them be like, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I can't see. But I mean, we don't have dowries now, but technically for weddings, the bride, doesn't the bride's family pay for the wedding? Like the bride's father, her family? Yeah. So, I mean, is that not the same thing? A wedding is expensive as shit. So, yeah, traditionally the bride and her family are responsible for paying all the wedding planning expenses. Damn. That's crazy. That's not a lot to look forward to. Um, <laughs> I can definitely see my family complaining now. Uh, but <laughs> wow. I mean, I guess it all makes sense. Everything falls on the woman. What What would life be if women didn't have to pay for anything? You know, we pay for it all. No, that's a good point. Money and livelihood. <laughs> and depression. But you guys, that is it for this week's episode. I know you all enjoyed listening to um, Kendall and I with our lovely chat about reconnections and reconciliations. Um, But like I said, tell us about your own reconnections and you now getting reacclimated to those old people who have made a reentry to your life. But that is it, you guys. Ciao. Bye. I posted a story. And I was like, what's the craziest thing an ex has ever done to you? And you still took. Thanks for listening to Annoyed Not Offended with See It. Have a question or interested in sharing an annoyance of your own to be read on the show? Email annoyednotoffended at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Annoyed Not Offended for more hilarious content and updates on the show. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, bye.